Welcome to Chef's Table, I'm Jim Coleman. To me, the perfect summer day is wading through a stream all by myself, casting my tiny torpedo and bringing it across the top of the water, waiting for a bass to come and take it. So, what's a perfect summer day for you? On today's show, we're talking summer travel, summer foods, and even a good beach read. If I have frequent flyer miles and vacation days stacked up, you can bet I'm going to Italy. And if I ever have the chance to live there, I'm going to do what Beth Elon did. Buy a little farm and really get to know the people and traditions. In her memoir, A Culinary Traveler in Tuscany, she describes how her new life evolved. I arrived in Tuscany with my baby at that point. My husband had not yet arrived. I was bringing the car and a few things for the house, and the house wasn't quite ready. That very day, a little woman appears, and I spoke no Italian, but she made herself quite clear that she was looking for work. I looked at her, she looked at me, and I said, let's start. <laughs> and she stayed with us for 20 years. Now her daughter-in-law is with us, but Giuseppina was... She was from Benevento. She had just emigrated herself to the north. She was one of these wise, wonderful women who was a farmer, more of a farmer than a housekeeper, I have to say. We grew together. She would teach me how to, to concentrate on what I was doing at the time and not to want to be finished with what I was doing, to have patience in, in the field especially. And I thought we worked together so well, and she would tell me stories. I remember one, one day I said to her, you know, Justine, I think the difference between us is that I never had difficulty in my life. As I grew up, everything was always there. And she looked at me rather weirdly, and she said, but neither did I. Now, I know this woman passed these, <laughs> the war years scratching potatoes out of the ground. She took her kids to the fields when they were babies. She took the flour and water to make the pasta that they would boil up for lunch in the field. You know, this was the kind of, of deeply rooted and, uh, and wise, you know, full of folklore, right? full of, you know, right. and we never really understood one another. She was Neapolitan accents. I don't know. <laughs> the first summer I was there, I had a child who was just beginning to speak. And Giuseppina was the only one, really, who could speak Italian to her. And at the end of this summer, some friends came out to visit us, and the baby started to to say what, and they looked at me and they said, why does this child have a Neapolitan accent? <laughs> so it was, but we always, always understood one another. Can you talk about the town and what it was like when you first I'm, moved there? I'm an, uh, they maintain that I'm not an outsider, <laughs> but of course I'm an outsider. What's wonderful about Italy, the Tuscany I know, is that they're the most cordial, welcoming, kind you know, they couldn't understand why I was there when I first came. I came a long time ago. And they kept saying, but why? Why? <laughs> you know, I, you grew and up how did here. You I chose it. I'd say you don't know because you've grown here. I've picked this town. And it's the most wonderful kind of life I can imagine. Talk about your development as a foodie. I think it was probably being welcomed into this village that gave me the biggest appreciation of it. We like Italian food. Italian food is wonderful. I mean, generally, we didn't know that Tuscan food could be different from other Italian foods, that Neapolitan food that we grew up with here in the States was not Tuscan. Or, And the little differences in how the women cooked in the village. and the